Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Grace, mercy, and God's never-ending peace be yours in abundance tonight as you think about the gift of baby Jesus in the manger and all that it means for you. We are here on Christmas Eve, and that means gift-giving is either in full swing or it will be soon. And every year at Christmas, there's an opportunity for you to give a very special gift to someone and show how well you know them. And I guess the flip side's also true. There's always an opportunity every year for you to attempt to give a special gift and show how well you actually do not know them. We've all been on both sides of that one, I think. Times when someone thought very long and hard and took a lot of time and effort to give us just the perfect gift, and when we opened it, we said, Wow! Thanks! And other times when we sort of knew the other person was spending a lot of extra time working long and hard to give that special gift, but we were quietly disappointed when we opened it, and so we smiled politely and awkwardly, said thank you, but deep down we were thinking, meh. Which of those two reactions Wow! Or, nah, do you have when you peer into the manger and see baby Jesus? Maybe an even better question is, which of those two reactions does God have as the giver? As we're thinking about that, the reaction you'll have as you peer in the manger and see baby Jesus lying there with his mother Mary and Joseph near at hand. Here's a story to help us think about the the details of that in a way. Uh, An illustration I'd like to share about something that happened in in northern Minnesota a couple of years ago, about as far north as you could get in our country without being into Canada. A man named Ryan was driving along the road on a normal day, as, as he was normally about his routine, when he noticed off in the woods some smoke, and he thought to himself, Man, i got to call law enforcement because the last thing we need is for this brush fire to turn into a wildfire that's out of control. So Ryan went over, parked his vehicle, and got out to see what he could do to manage things until law enforcement arrived. But then he saw something that sent a chill up his spine, the side mirror of a vehicle that had gone so far off track, it was now tucked into the woods and had started on fire. Worse yet, there was an elderly woman trapped inside the driver's seat. Her name was Janet. Ryan rushed over to the driver's side and and tried to get the door open, but it was wedged by a tree. It was stuck fast. He went over to the passenger side, tried the same thing. Same result, wedged in, stuck, couldn't move anything. 
And so he darted back to the hatch of the SUV and got that open. Crawled into the cargo space, crawled into the back seat. Janet raised her arm just enough. And Ryan grabbed her and pulled her out into the back seat and then into the cargo space and then out from the vehicle. Right as the tires had gotten so hot, they were popping. In the end, Ryan and Janet survived almost without a scratch. But seconds after they were free and clear from danger, the vehicle was engulfed in flames. Ryan received an award for that, the Carnegie Medal of Heroism for his courageous efforts. And after the shock value wore off, what do you think Janet said to him? Do you think she said, meh, I guess that was okay. Or did she say, wow, thanks, I am so glad that you, and not someone else who wouldn't have stopped, but you were right there, and not a moment too late to go there by my car and find what was going on and, and rescue me. Thank you. I can't ever repay you. But I want to. There you have a snapshot of why we want to say wow and thanks when we see baby Jesus in the manger at Christmas and not meh. Because we were trapped by our sin. We can't assure ourselves of life after death. We're not in charge of who goes to heaven, and so that means we certainly aren't in charge of making sure that we get to go to heaven because of our own efforts. And yet, why do so many people still say, meh? At Christmas, why do even well-meaning Christians like us get there sometimes? Don't you think it has to do with the difference between human perspective and divine perspective? The human perspective is probably almost always starting here. That human beings are generally good people who have a lot of talent and with hard work and effort, collective listening and working together in cooperation, they can accomplish just about anything. And truth be told, human beings have accomplished some pretty fascinating things if you think about it. What people have discovered about plant life and animal life, what people have invented regarding electronics and technology, the stars, the galaxies, medical advances, the, the list goes on and on and on. And even now, if you have enough desire and money, you can get a ride to outer space and back. Humans certainly have accomplished quite a lot with this condition. For this life only. Everything that humans have accomplished, everything they could hope to arrange and, and advance in is only for this life. They fall short, pretty far, of arranging anything beyond death. And most of the time, when the topic even comes up, people just say, well, I don't want to talk about that, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to pretend I'm living in a closet and, and deal with that some other time, some other day, not now. 
But that doesn't help you when you're trapped in sin. That doesn't help you when you're staring death in the face. That certainly doesn't help you when the topic of Judgment Day arises. That's where the human perspective falls short. But what about God's perspective? You see, God did not see a bunch of human beings like us and so many others, billions of others, driving around, walking around planet Earth like we're Ryan, going about our day, doing our thing like normal. He saw us a whole lot more like Janet, trapped, helpless, in big trouble, and the clock is ticking. He couldn't stand to let that lie. And so instead of doing nothing, he sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life, to die an innocent death, to pay for the sin we could not pay for, to arrange for life after death we could never have arranged, to assure us that heaven is our home when this earthly life is said and done after a few decades go by. God has done what none of the rest of us could do. Provided an eternal Savior that lasts without limit. That's what Christmas is all about. That's why we say, wow, thanks, because of what God has done through His Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In a way, when all of this went down, it seems very ordinary, almost mundane. Nothing extraordinary about it if you didn't know any better. Listen to how the words flow, the simple history of the birth of Jesus our Savior. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. When Jesus came, from heaven to earth, he did not arrange for himself a golden cradle being born to a wealthy family. Poor Joseph had almost no money. And you know, I'll bet it wasn't his favorite thing in the world that the emperor decided to have a census when his wife was nine months pregnant, ready to give birth any day. How would he pay for the trip? How would he pay for the stay in Bethlehem? Not to mention, how would this all work out? They didn't know what they were doing. They never had a baby before. The trip from Nazareth where they lived to Bethlehem was 90 miles with plenty of uphills and downhills. It was kind of a rugged terrain. 
Which also certainly makes us say, poor Mary. She didn't have any money either. The last thing she felt like doing was taking this long of a trip out of her comfort zone when she's about to have her first baby. And when she got there, no fire, no warmth, no warm water, not even cold water, no bed, nobody stopping to say, whoa, you are really, really pregnant. Here, you take my room for the night. I'll go sleep with the cows. No one gave advice. No one lifted a finger. And yet, even though Joseph and Mary certainly had all of this go down in what they probably would not have called plan A, we don't hear complaining. Instead, we hear contentment. Because as they looked in the manger, along with God, they were saying, wow, thanks. They knew this baby would be their Savior. They knew this baby would give the payment for their sin, would help them not just for this life, but in life after death. They knew that their son Jesus would give them a gift that they never could arrange, no matter how hard they worked or how hard they tried. And so it was a wonderful, happy night. Anything but ordinary for them, anything but ordinary for us. Baby Jesus was born to free us from the trap we could never have freed ourselves from. That baby grew up, and even though he rubbed shoulders with sinners each and every day, he was alive. He never fell into sin himself. That baby grew up, and even though he was tempted each and every day to be me first, just like we are, he never gave in. He lived a perfect life, which is exactly what God requires to get into eternal heaven. You want to be with the Holy God forever in His home, you can't have sin on your record. Baby Jesus lived a perfect life, earning that eternal reward, and then offered it to anyone who's willing to listen. Giving them His earned record of holiness and taking away from them each and every sin that otherwise would stand in the way between them and God. That's what makes us say, Wow, God! Thanks! As we realize the special gift He put a lot of thought into, a lot of preparation, knew exactly what we needed even better than we did, and then provided it for us. Are you feeling guilty and ashamed of something in your past? This baby Jesus has conquered your past. And he looks at you now as a blood-bought soul, someone for whom he has lived and died. You can walk away in Christ with peace. Are you full of fear as you look into the future? And there's more questions than answers. Things are changing all the time. What's going to change next? You might be asking. This baby Jesus has conquered your future. 
He will be with you every step of every day, never abandoning you, always loving you, always treasuring you, always offering that after this roller coaster life has wrapped up, heaven is your home with him for eternity. Do you have doubts? When you look into the manger, are you tempted to say, meh, maybe that's good for other people, but I'm not so sure about me. Baby Jesus owns your presence. Listen to his word. Listen to his advice. Let him fill you with his peace and confidence that he has not just died for everybody else, but has died for all, the whole world, which certainly includes you. What a gift we have when we look into the manger and see Jesus there. Our all-knowing God knew what we needed better than even we did. Our all-loving God has gone far out of his way to travel from heaven to earth to give us just what we needed. Our eternal God knew our severe limitations as human beings that we can only do stuff in this life and has arranged for us life after death. So how about this for a personal Christmas challenge? You look in the manger and enjoy receiving the gift of baby Jesus as much as God has enjoyed giving it. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.